According to the Carbon Trust, Britain's catering industry is estimated to use around 20.6 billion kilowatts of energy a year. With costs rising and the planet's health decreasing, being more sustainable is getting increasingly more important. I'm Nikki Thatcher, and in this special podcast episode, as part of the Morning Advertisers Green Initiative, supported by Molson Coors and Brewfit, we will explore how operators can implement changes to their businesses with the aim of becoming more environmentally friendly. I've got some great guests joining me, and first up is an award-winning operator of a pub that prides itself on its sustainability credentials. Riverside at Ames Street in Herefordshire is the reigning champion of Best Sustainable Pub in the Great British Pub Awards, where it impressed judges with its green initiatives. Chef Patron Andy Link is here to tell us more. Andy, first of all, why is sustainability so important to your business? Um, so for us over the, over the last kind of few years, it, it's been core to every business decision we make. And, and to be honest, our aim has been to make sure sustainability is at the forefront. So we, we've kind of reviewed and analysed everything we do, every decision we make. And, and it's, a, it's about kind of creating a brand where people kind of feel good and we know we're doing something that has a positive environmental impact. Perfect. OK. And can you tell us a little bit about the initiatives that you've got in place at the pub? Um, so, so we've kind of analysed every single aspect of what we do there's the kind of the the kind of small things for, from reducing single use plastics, packaging in from our suppliers, really ultra local sourcing. But then we've got the bigger stuff, which we've got luckily two acres of land. So we've now got our own pigs, chickens, extensive gardens. We've planted 400 fruit trees and hedging plants. So we really have kind of pushed all that side of it to, to some of the larger kind of more unique things where, we have a kind of voluntary donation for every single guest table of £1.50. Um, that basically has created a community green fund, which we then donate to local school projects to improve wildlife and ecology. It's gone to local parish councils to plant trees and, and improve their kind of wildlife and environmental impact. And, and the aim is to offset all the carbon that our restaurant produces and hopefully become carbon zero. So that last year alone raised £15,000. Um, wow. So just to... Just to kind of elaborate on that, the main aim is to kind of have a really positive environmental impact. But what it's also enabled us to do is create a really good kind of PR campaign, which helps us support and and kind of link with community groups and all the other kind of local businesses in the area and really do something that has a positive change. So, yeah, it is that for, for us has definitely been a, a really big leap in kind of creating a, a, a really good brand and a, a great sustainable image. And so that's also, I guess, how you help customers kind of get involved in in how you are so sustainable and, and that kind of sides of that side of things, I guess. Is there any other ways that that you kind of encourage your customers to be more sustainable, I suppose, when they're with you, but also in their own lives, maybe? Um, so yeah our aim was kind of to champion lots of different things and initiatives to make sure that we're kind of seeing ourselves as an educational place that you can kind of see all the different things you can do whether that's encouraging people to take food waste home or anything like that to reduce food waste on site but also we've got extensive kind of kitchen gardens which we often give tours to and show 
kind of a different way to to how you can grow at home if they've got the space so we use a lot of companion planting and we also have large ride and composters now which compost all our kitchen food waste and that goes back into the garden we also use kind of pig and chicken manure around our fruit trees and bushes so we're trying to create create this kind of circular regenerative kind of food practice which then we educate our guests on and and it becomes to be honest it, it, Without sounding too preachy, we wanted it to kind of make it an enjoyable experience and by creating a good pub and restaurant experience that guests kind of also feel good when they've been here. So that I think that's important because it's very easy to kind of greenwash and and kind of say that you're doing the most sustainable things and just, you know, in get rid of plastic straws or whatever it is and then reference that. But I think, to be honest, people are very aware of that now and people want to choose businesses where they feel good once they've been there and they, they kind of say, well, actually, no, I've I really enjoyed myself, but equally by by dining with us or drinking with us, they're, they're also kind of saying, well, actually, that's something positive I've done today. So yeah. I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, and have you, have you seen a change in, like, in customer behaviour over the last few years around sustainability? Definitely. I would say more people are choosing venues based on sustainability. I think it's become definitely a key driver in people's choice of where they choose to eat and drink i would say it, it, it seems like that's the trend for, for us as a business we've grown post-covid around 60 to 80 percent year on year so yeah. as in that's further several years after covid so this last year we're still growing around 10 to 15 percent and we think some of that is because of the branding and the the sustainability and the, the, those kind of factors the the kitchen we're very fortunate to have large kitchen gardens now and a small holding and the space to be able to do that so we don't take that for granted but equally all of the other smaller scales uh, things we've done from from the kind of yeah, local farm to play ethos and all that kind of stuff has has really helped drive our growth and I, I think that's based on consumer spending habits and how they choose where they want to eat and drink. Andy you mentioned um, kind of uh, talking to your customers and kind of a bit of PR and the community fund about about talking to people about the sustainability initiatives that you've got in place is there anything else that you guys do to to really get the word out there um so as I said before it's starting off with word of mouth people always take it for granted but the community donation really for us drove it to our our local audience and made sure that they were championing us as much as we were kind of championing them so that really has benefited the business and made sure that we became a destination for sustainability leading on from that then it was a it was about kind of creating everything in our pr campaigns from from local adverts and magazine articles and anything we did was was even down to local blogs and stuff was was all about sustainability and that kind of was the kind of core to our PR campaigns and, and marketing but equally it was the core to every business decision so when we renovated our toilets we put in waterless technology we added extra insulation to cut our energy bills and and we even managed to spin a PR story out of that so it, it's kind of Without, again, making sure that it is all valid and it, it's things that you're doing, but every decision we make as a business, we kind of see it as an opportunity to say, look what we're doing. And that's not just to kind of be also like virtue signaling. It's, it's more just to say, actually, look what you can do. We, there is so much potential. You don't necessarily need two acres of land. You can, you can look at your technology in your toilets or is it sensors to make sure your lights come on to cut energy bills? Is it extra loft insulation? There's so many things you can do in any pub or bar or restaurant that 
can actually make you a lot more sustainable without without the benefit of what we've got of being in rural Herefordshire. So that then leads on to marketing campaigns based around all of those small decisions. And really just every time you do anything is going, actually, that that is that's something positive we've done there in terms of the environmental impact we're going to create. So whether it's us kind of looking at the ecology of our river bank and any effect we have on the riverside uh, and, and how much light we're emitting, how much noise we're emitting and all those kind of things. And I'm really looking at each decision and then actually can we can we sing can we sing about that and actually promote that we've done that I think I think that's crucial I think you've always got to be kind of thinking about marketing whenever you're making a decision I know that sounds strange but we always think actually this is this is a good news story so let's try and sell it a little bit yeah no I agree and what about in-house then the staff training how do you kind of instill that within your team members or any new team members that might come on board um again it's that's always a challenge. So you'll always get the staff members that, all businesses, I'm sure, because it's going into a lot of businesses. So you've got certain people that just adopt it and just love it and embrace it and they want to know everything. They're, they're the easy ones because they, they'll come along with you on the journey. But what, what we've decided to do is always have regular garden tours with all of our staff, show them around, get them tasting some of the stuff we're growing, get them foraging with us and all that kind of stuff because you just you grow the passion that way. And once they're more invested in your story and your ethos, they they kind of, they help spread it to the guests. So often guests will be here and they'll be talking about our pigs or our chickens and the staff that have had a little tour around and they've seen the chickens, they know more about them. They know when we feed them, they know kind of the whole process. Then they, they help sell it for you as well. So we always make sure we involve them in what we do, the decision-making process and also that it's just regular involvement in in every aspect of it whether it's visiting a supplier or touring our grounds and gardens we've even created kind of benches all around our grounds so that our staff can relax when they've got a break and stuff like that and they can just sit outside and and kind of chill and and just experience it so i th- i think that's the it's it's involving them in the the progress and the story i think is the vital part of it you can always make it too formal and then it just doesn't go in nowadays i think yeah. people's attention spans are short and um, yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of a you've just got to constantly drip feed all of that kind of information and we we made this decision because I think is always our best approach is right we've done this and this is the reason why we've done it is is a better way for everybody to remember that well that's why we've actually moved to um a recyclable clean film nowadays it's all those little decisions you just involve them in it yeah okay well it all sounds like you're doing some really amazing things at the pub andy wish we had more time together but that's um that's it i think from us so thank you for for being with me today i'm joined by bii chief executive steve alton to discuss sustainability and the sector as a whole so steve how do you think the industry is doing when it comes to caring about the environment I think the sector's doing actually a really good job. I think they've changed their approach, uh, I think, in the last 18 months. I think we've seen an acceleration of sustainable practices. And some of that is because sustainability is no longer just doing the right thing or being green. It is very much about good business practice. Because right now, as you know, trading is incredibly tough. You know, what you, you can grow on the top line does not now equal profit on the bottom line in the way that it once did. So you really have to be incredibly detailed through all areas of your business in terms of if it's energy consumption, if it's waste reduction, and also engaging your staff and the local communities within that journey as well, because undoubtedly consumers now are 
looking out for sustainable choices and, and want to be in environments that, that really take this stuff seriously. Yeah. And how do you think it compares to where we are now? How do you think that compares to, let's say, five years ago? I think it's definitely moved on. I think I think we, um, as a group of consumers, are um, uh, far more deliberate in our choices now and are, are seeking you know, that, that experience out. And, and, and it's not just about uh, sustainable, but it's connecting the dots in a really intelligent way, isn't it? So it's, it's wanting to buy um, food and drink that's been sourced locally, which in itself is sustainable, but is, is part of that you know, really interesting footprint, particularly for a, a, a great local pub that they can proudly boast around you know, their, their menu or their drinks choice coming from that local area and being reflective of it. So I think, as I say, it's not just now about sustainability in its own right. It is now, I think, just generally good business practice um, and consumers are, are looking for it. So in five years, I think we've, we've moved a long way. Um, some have accelerated a lot further. I think some of the challenges for small independent businesses, they don't have the resources that maybe some of the large organisations have to, to apply to this. You know, they are literally driving everything in their business. Yeah. But, the, but the guys that are getting on top of it, and we had a, a great winner of our Licensee of the Year awards, um, Joe and Flo from the brilliant Tollymash Arms, and, and they, they're doing some really clever things around sustainability. You know, they're engaging their communities. They've got group composting schemes where they not only compost their own food waste, but encourage their customers to bring that along as well. They then sell compost back to them which is fantastic. They're getting their customers to provide them with seasonal fruit and vegetables that they're growing locally, um, and they're exchanging those for, for beer vouchers within the pub. So that's oh. another way of getting so many layers of engagement here, all the way down to really practical stuff where they incentivize their staff members to lift, share, or, or get public transport. And in doing so, they give them small vouchers back. So oh. they're just taking really small but really meaningful steps, uh, and, and all of that, really adds up and they're getting a great reputation uh, for, for really caring about the environment and being really reflective of the environment in which they sit and they take very seriously. So they're, they're a great example. And um, that's one of the reasons clearly that they, they brought the, the prize home this year and were, were crowned the champions. Oh, amazing. Is there anyone else that, that you can name that are doing really amazing things like Joe and Flay? Yeah, there's a, there's a, a chat we often talk about, Mark Holden, um, who's a, a brilliant multiple operator down in the southwest. And, and Mark is is all over this in terms of particularly energy uh, consumption and, and reducing that, and engaging his team. And, and we see, as Mark does with other great operators, they appoint energy champions within, within the team that really take this stuff seriously. And they can ask all the tough questions that maybe if, if you as the principal licensee or business owner sometimes um you know maybe don't see it as clearly as they do when they're when they're you know using this stuff day in day out and what does that look like it looks like you know simple energy monitors now in the kitchen in, in mark's venues where mm -hmm. his chefs can see in real time what level of energy they're, they're actually consuming so they know you know the, if you like the run rate to keep fridges and freezers you know going but actually when it's higher than it should be they're not in service something's been left on it's that real-time management uh, using intelligence and there's some great technologies out there as well to, to drive this so they can make that difference you know, and all those small things add up you know gone are the days where kitchens would be fired up you know two hours before customers arrive and you know, go in and you know all the flames would be on and you know the the ovens would be red hot um, we have to be far more exacting now on how we do that and mark's also you know looking at self-generation he's got solar power uh, on his roof which uh, obviously feeds in uh, and, and keeps his, his daytime business, you know, very efficient. 
and even looking at basic things like insulation in cellars, which is often overlooked. Uh, and it's quite tough in some of the old Victorian buildings that, that some of our pubs occupy. But there are some clever things that you can be doing with cycling of cooling. We don't necessarily need the cooling on at all points. You know, it can be brought on and off. Um, and, and insulation, including, you know, shutting the cellar door and making sure all those uh, little things, again, which sometimes in, in the old world were ignored, um, yeah. now really matter. So getting the team on board is is key. And I think, the, you know, the really good operators um, have made it a, a key objective for all of their staff to, to look at, you know, waste and, and energy, particularly um, in, in every element of their, of their job. Yeah, I guess as well, because, you know, as a, as a staff member, you might not necessarily think about, especially at the moment with all the energy costs as they are you might not necessarily think about the consequence of it so to be able to highlight it and show it will help make them think about it more absolutely and, and also getting them to uh, design the approach i mean you, if you're looking at uh, those that are, are you know more food led um how you design a really lean menu and that's that's in terms of you know using great you know product uh, from from local farms um, making sure you're reducing wastage in in, in production of of you know um, great dishes and also plate waste that comes back. You know consumers have changed the way that they they eat now. We've heard and Joe and Flo are a good example. Again, they they've moved to a small plates format, which a lot of pubs are are trying for a different area. They've just expanded their outside area. They've got an amazing uh, space out there, and and small plates is is the offer that they provide there. And and people like trying lots of new things now, and maybe you know, you know, moving away from if you like the less traditional large plates. But it itself gives a great experience, limits the food waste, limits the, any of the waste that's coming back to the kitchen, which clearly nobody wants to see. So it's how you plan that and get all of your, you know, all of your teams and those that come out of college sometimes have been trained technically to do great things around food, but maybe not been trained about the commercial acumen about how do you drive a really um, profitable menu which is which is you know very very hard to do uh, in the current climate particularly with uh, food costs you know way over 20 percent in terms of inflation so right now again you could have got away with it in the past now it absolutely matters yeah and what about the bii then what what is the, the organization doing in terms of sustainability well, we uh, have just launched uh, our, our bii sustainability uh, champion award um, and really looking for those that are doing great things across kind of four key areas. So, you know, really actively reducing energy consumption now more than ever. We know, you know, we're still fighting around getting those energy costs down and being reasonable and reflective of the wholesale rates that exist. There's a whole podcast in that. Nick, you won't go down that now, but <laughs> therefore you've got to reduce the amount that you actually use. Reducing waste, as I said, absolutely key within the business. Uh, what you're doing around sustainable procurement, you know, people are seeking out that, that special experience that's reflective of the environment they're in. And then how do you engage both your teams and the local community? And as I said, you know, Joe and Flo have got some great examples there. So we're looking for people to apply, uh, share the great stuff they're doing across those four areas. And if they meet those criteria, we will then award them with the with, sorry, with the Sustainable uh, Champion Award, recognising the great work that they do, that then they can display proudly both online and physically within the premises to share with their guests the great work that they're doing. So obviously, as part of that, we're providing loads of resources uh, to help them on that journey. Uh, this is very much the, the first, if you like, big step on it to get as many pubs as possible to really be doing great work in those in those key areas. But it doesn't stop there. So how do you get on that, that, that longer term journey around um, fully sustainable pubs? Um, and as we know, that's quite tough because there's a lot of things you can do 
Uh, we're seeing great operators. You know, we've got some wet lead pubs who are you know, managed to reduce their overall consumption by 20% just by some really good behavioral changes about the way that they use equipment, you know, when you're switching on lighting and, and keeping that active eye on it. But to make that next big leap, you are looking for capital investment. And that's something, again, that we're lobbying very hard to government for them to recognize that, you know, we are uh, a big part of uh, the sustainable journey in the, the food and drink supply chain as a whole. We're, you know, we're a big contributor. I think a third of the, the carbon footprint comes from uh, from that supply chain. So help us be, you know, at the heart of, of moving us to a more sustainable future. So if that is, you know, grants for installing far leaner heating and cooling systems, if it's about insulation, if it's about self uh, generation of power, you know, the, these pubs need that help. So we're looking for government to, to step in and really help move it on to the next notch. But yeah, lots of resources at, at uh, BII.org um, and we'll keep sharing as importantly the best practice. And that's that's key to the BII. You know, with over 10,000 members, we've got some brilliant operators doing brilliant things and part of our responsibility is to keep sharing that innovation and ideas. So. You know, you know, we don't want people just to be learning from scratch when there's there's so many people that are well down that journey that, that you can just copy. Um, and that's what we do really well. You know, we collaborate, we share best practice, I think, like no other sector. So we see ourselves very much at the heart of that. Cool. OK, excellent. Well, thanks ever so much for that, Steve. I look forward to hearing more about the Sustainability Champion Awards as well. Um, so, yeah, thanks for your time today. With the government's target of decarbonising all sectors of the UK economy to meet its net zero target by 2050, pubs need to be aware of how they can decrease their emissions. To tackle some ways in which operators can do this, I'm joined by the Zero Carbon Forum founder and CEO, Mark Chapman. Mark, what is Zero Carbon Forum and how can it help businesses? Sure. Uh, zero Carbon Forum is a non-profit collaboration across the hospitality sector uh, and our mission is to design and implement a net zero plan for the industry and for every business in it. Excellent. Okay. And so why do operators need to have sustainability as part of their business and, and address it as, as part of their operation? Sure. I think sustainability and I think specifically showing that you're taking action to tackle the climate crisis is, is key for pubs and hospitality operators as we're one of the largest contributors to global warming. So over a third of global emissions comes from the food and drink we consume. We're much bigger than aviation, which is uh, somewhere between two and five percent, depending who you believe. So so hospitality yeah, is both a big part of the problem and therefore a big part of the solution. Um, our employees, our customers, our investors, they expect us to take action uh, and they'll buy from the companies that, that can and the pubs that can show that they're taking action. Uh, and obviously you can build a, a better, more profitable, more resilient business if you do implement uh, sustainability initiatives within your business. And, and in your view, then, has the sector approached sustainability differently over over recent years? Obviously, COVID um, is part, as part of those recent years. Uh, do you, Yeah. Do you think they've done things any differently yeah I, I think i've been supporting the sector for over 10 years now uh specifically around measuring reporting and then reducing uh carbon emissions and over that time i've seen the growing awareness that sustainability is not just a nice to do bolt on but a core part of your business um and it's a part of everything that you do from 
the way you design your pubs and the equipment that you have in them, the way your operational practices, and then and then through to the menu, the menus that you serve in. You know, we've seen the growth of uh, plant-based dishes, um, the sort of reduction in meat consumption. So it runs through everything. Uh, and I've also seen a growth in the number of companies that are apport, uh, appointing sustainability leads within their business and creating specific budgets to invest in it. And that's not just large operators that's down to individual publicans who've actually uh, uh, shout out to the, the you know the pig's head in clapham where scott and maria there have very much built a business based on sustainability initiatives oh, and as a result you know they've they've won more customers they've got more employees engaged to work for them as a result of that so it's uh, everything from individuals to, to to large operators that are taking action on this Oh, that's really good. And so with, with all the ongoing issues that are happening and the, the sector's facing at the moment, you know, the cost of living, stroke cost of doing business crisis, it obviously really, it's a really difficult time for the sector, as, as we all know. But how can being more sustainable, reducing that carbon footprint, footprint help, help their bottom line? Yeah, to create carbon emissions, you, you've got to be consuming something. So typically reducing your emissions can often go hand in hand with improving efficiency um, from creating less waste to uh, using less energy. We, uh, we we launched a Save While You Sleep initiative um, through the energy crisis to try and help operators reduce their energy waste. So uh, online you know, checklists for, for operators to try and get teams to make sure they consistently shut down all equipment that they can overnight um when we've combined combined that with uh, energy data and behavior change campaigns you know we saw operators reduce um consumption on energy that was worth up to 12 grand per outlet and, and 10 tons of co2 so yeah there's a lot of initiatives you can do that will cut carbon and costs so even more important now with the cost of living cost of business crisis than it than it was before mm. Can you give some examples of some some changes that licensees can make to to do that to do exactly that? Yeah, I think I, we we've got the online. There's plenty of guidance uh, we've provided through the carbon calculator where you can measure your emissions. But then after after doing that, you can also download the toolkit, which has got lots of practical tips of things that you can do um, that are focused around three key areas. So we talk about grouping it into people, product, and place. So if you look at people, this is what are all the things you can do to engage your operations team. So it could be about, you know, talked about overnight energy, save while you sleep, but also about separating food waste. What are the operational practices your teams do that where they, where they create waste? If you look at your product, um, again, through doing footprinting, you can often identify things that you've got within your menu, whether it's local sourcing, seasonal sourcing, a whole variety of things you can do, again, that can cut carbon, um, but also build resilience and also demonstrate to your customers that you're taking climate action through you know, local sourcing, through more plant-based options. And then finally, on place, you know, look at the equipment that you've got within your pub, look at your insulation, look at the, the, the building design that you've got what you've got in your back of house so there's a lot of tips in there in those three areas and and appoint a champion look at somebody who can champion this for you within your pub or or within your business create that list of actions yeah. there's plenty that don't have any cost associated with them that, that are operational behaviors uh, and get on and do it and, you, and you'll reap the rewards 
can I um, can I ask you to like pinpoint? I don't know five maybe that someone could could go away today and and go and do it almost like immediately to implement within their operation. Sure. I mean, I, I would point uh, teams to start with energy because it's one of the one of the easy wins. So get a member of your team that's responsible for looking at energy consumption and energy waste. So try and read read the meter data if you, if you get it so you can understand what your consumption is look at the practices both front and back of house uh, and get somebody to lead those make sure that when you're on close um, that equipment gets turned off properly overnight so so energy is a key one waste look at the uh, recycling uh, processes that you've got from operational behaviors then i'd look at your menu um, so look at the, the yeah what you have on your menu what 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 that causes um, you to do in terms of where are you sourcing your products from. Um, we've seen operators look at sort of it used to be you know 100% beef burger now it's sort of can can we blend that with with mushrooms or alternative things that will help increase the margin in the dishes, um, but also cut our carbon impact as well. So. Uh, and then look at your look at your building design, as I say, the building fabric um, that you've got. And finally, I think op- identify any opportunities where you, your customers can actually help you in yeah. in terms of uh, what they're doing and their behaviours when they come into your pub and and where they create waste. Okay, There's plenty more in the toolkits. So I'd uh, encourage teams to download it and get yourself a checklist of actions you can work through. Excellent. Okay. And you mentioned um, the, the pig in Clapham there. Are there any other businesses that, that you kind of think of as, as shining examples in, in this area? Yeah, I think independence, like yeah, the pig said, we've talked about. Um, also, you know, we've got the likes of Honest Burgers who've done relevance there. They did a lot of work through connecting directly to regenerative farmers and sourcing uh beef cattle that was was farmed regeneratively but we've also seen that across forum members where you know look at opportunities to work directly with your suppliers um and that's everything from beef through to sourcing basil through to local sourcing seasonal sourcing um so honest burgers and then through to what we've seen with the larger i think certainly the pub chains like mb i think you won your sustainable pub company award um that again have put I think the key thing I'd say, regardless of size of operator, it's about having a clear plan of action of the things that you can do across people, products and place within your business, uh, getting an owner for each one. So engage your chef, uh, engage your front of house teams and then implement uh, those initiatives and identify those that will cut carbon and costs. Which ones affect your brand? We all know about you know plastic straws. Um, and which ones are going to help you be more resilient in your supply chain? So local sourcing, seasonal sourcing, try and uh, structure your action in that way. And um, we talked a little bit there about food you, and mentioned local sourcing and, and seasonal sourcing, as, as you've just said. What about for those operators that are more wet led? Where, where should they kind of look to, to reduce? Yeah, I think in terms of drinks, you know, we saw... Um, it's a very famous case of Revolution Bars uh, that, that around the porn star martini, which is everyone's favourite story. But just to give you an example of the process that they went through there, they did a carbon footprint analysis. They identified that a big part of their emissions was in sourcing passion fruits. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, went through what's the reason for that, put them in the porn star martini. Uh, customers actually chuck them in the bin, try and drink the drink, hits them on the nose. 
throw it in the bin. But it, it, so it was this great example of actually when you do the analysis on your product, certainly even in drinks and cocktails are a good example where a lot of waste can occur. Um, actually, you can rework your product, have a better customer experience, save a load of money, and actually save a load of carbon in the process as well. So for drinks operators, obviously, then also looking at those operational behaviours, you know, what are the teams doing um, in terms of the way that they're serving drinks and talking to another operator, a big problem around ice and the fact that their use of ice and how much they wasted and how much they bought in and how much they created on site as well. So there's, there's plenty of opportunities on, on drinks as well as on food in terms of cutting waste and, and then cutting carbon and costs as a result. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. There's some really good tips there that you've given, Mark. Thank you ever so much. Um, It's really helpful. The sector has made improvements when it comes to its green credentials, but we've also heard further advice on how it can drive forward even more to help put sustainability at the fore. That's all for now. Keep your eyes on the Morning Advertiser's website for more. I'm Nikki Thatcher, and you've been listening to this special edition podcast episode as part of the Morning Advertiser's Green Initiative, supported by Molson Cause and Brewfit. Thanks for listening.